0: And overall, better performance from the Hornets in preseason game number four. You got some great production from the big guys. You did suffer a key injury, though. We'll discuss all of that today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. <laughs> Back in the co-captain chair on Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can check us out on Twitter, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, LOH, show handle on Twitter, at Locked On Hornets. Just coming off of a loss to the Washington Wizards in preseason game number four. But Doug, I'm coming away from this, except for the injury, feeling better about the team's overall performance. We will lead off, though, with the bad. Yes, it's unfortunate that we have to lead off with the bad. But when it happens to Lamelo Ball, then we are going to begin the show
1: oh, with it. Oh, oh! Mm-hmm. You, I thought, I thought when you, I thought you meant the Mason Plumlee left foot sprain injury. You meant oh yeah, Lamelo. You're right. That's yeah, that's a bigger one.
0: Yeah. Key injury was not Mason Plumlee. It was actually LaMelo ball instead. So the Hornets, they do lose one sixteen to one Oh seven. But the big storyline is that LaMelo left this game would not return. He left in the third quarter after 20 minutes of play. And he left with a left ankle sprain. So we don't exactly know how serious it is. Steve Clifford did talk after the game. And the only thing he would say was that the fingers are crossed that it is not a serious injury. You have nine days left before the regular season. We know ankle sprains, they're kind of finicky, Doug. You don't necessarily know how long it'll keep a guy out. I, I'm not too sure how serious it is. Don't know how much we want to speculate on that. There's not any crazy worry, it seems, that it's going to be three, four weeks long, anything like that, we know Terry Rogier suffered an ankle sprain just last year at the beginning of the season, caused him to miss some time, tried to come back, didn't didn't uh, need to come back at that point, so then he had a few more games rest, so it, it it's a little concerning. Certainly don't like that heading into the season, but hopefully it's not too serious, just like Steve Clifford said.
1: No, yeah. So Lamelo driving into the lane, uh, did draw, drawed some contact, drew some contact, but uh, not the kind of contact you want. Foot on foot, rolled his ankle. Mm. There was an audible scream from him, and and my whole body tensed up when he screamed out loud. My whole body tensed up because that is the season for the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> screaming <laughs> into the Spectrum Center, which wasn't very full, and so that's why you could really. Here it reminded me of like Simba screaming for his father, the way as a child that tensed my body up, like no. So that's how I felt. Um you know, obviously, if he's injured, it's it, it is season over for the Charlotte Hornets. There's no coming back from that. Uh, but he was able to get up on his own. He walked a little gingerly to the locker room, uh, but there wasn't like a moment of silence or anything. I mean, it, it feels like, yeah, I, it, it possibly could miss some games, but this didn't appear to me. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I <laughs> barely graduated college. But I will say this. <laughs> you graduated, though. It's I did bad. graduate. I did. Bachelor's degree. Graduated a bachelor with a bachelor's degree. Uh, but I don't think it's that serious. Hopefully it's not. Um, it I put, hitting- by the way, I put the C... In bachelor's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, right? It's the classic. You know what they call doctors with a C grade? You get to be a doctor, but I guess you're not a doctor. You know what not, they call not, bachelor's not with a, a C doctor. average? They call them bachelors baby and that's what you are lamello finished two of ten from the field wasn't hitting again in this one been a little cold this preseason um hopefully he can get all those misses out in the preseason did score nine points had three assists and five rebounds um only did get one personal foul in this one have you made it what, what have you made of lamello's performance overall this preseason because he's not going to play friday we know that that they're going to go ahead and hold him out that's certainly the right thing to do so with the, this being the end of LaMelo's preseason, what did you make of really the kind of three-and-a-half games or so he
1: played? Felt like he had a lot of trouble getting into a rhythm in this preseason, and, and I'm going to say that a lot of that had to do with the fact that you you had a lot of players in there that were inexperienced that he was playing with a lot of the time. He was in there with those sort of four bench unit lineups – and so I think we weren't really going to see fully formed Lamelo until the until everybody got back was healthy. I mean, he was missing Gordon Cody for a while. Then in this one, there was no Kelly Oubre, no PJ Washington, both out seemingly for uh, for precautionary reasons again. And so yeah, I mean, I think you know Lamelo is a playmaker. He makes plays for other players, but if those players you know, aren't aren't as skilled as, as some of the players he's used to playing with, and yeah, his, his stats aren't going to be as gaudy. Uh, I thought in that third preseason game offensively, especially in that first quarter against Boston, he had really started to pick it up in this one. He missed a few shots. He was forcing some things, had a few bad turnovers. Uh, you know, so I, I think we're going to have to wait until the regular season to really see fully formed LaMelo. I'm not really worried about him at all, though.
0: I don't know if there was anything he could have done this preseason for me to be worried about what happens in the regular season. Too much of a sample size, too much of the good that we've seen to the first two seasons of his NBA career. Still, you'd like to see him get off to a better start, but hopefully that happens in the regular season. We got to see a fantastic debut against the Pacers last year, especially in the second half, right? Hopefully it does happen in the regular season. If you care about winning at all, we need to reserve a bigger picture show maybe later this week and and some type of downtime before the season because right you know it it's it's a warranted conversation for us to have but lamello if he's out you're right it it doesn't whether you're winning or not lamello being gone just ruins what you hope for as a hornets fan
1: yeah, I mean you and that speaks injured. to I think how they have to approach this injury. You know, regardless of how serious it is or if it's not serious, I don't think you rush him back to get him ready for the opener. I think you you do you you make sure you listen to Joe Sharp, the trainer there, who's been very careful with everyone in this preseason, but I just don't think, you know, the, the, I know the easier part of the Hornet schedule is early and it gets harder as the season goes on, but you know, I just don't – not a lot from this preseason has really given me a lot of hope that this team is going to overperform those Vegas expectations of 36 and a half wins. So I don't think you mess with the franchise um, and and rush him back for the beginning of the season. I will say this on LaMelo. In the preseason so far, I haven't seen better rim efficiency from him, and I haven't seen him draw a ton more fouls. And that was something that seemed to be a focus in the offseason for him – uh, and he consulted someone to look at game tape and try to figure out how he could draw more fouls. Haven't seen that yet. Could see that in the regular season, but that's just sort of my observation of him in the, in the preseason. I just haven't seen those things come out yet.
0: Still some time to work on it, so it doesn't have to show up in the in the preseason. Um, but we'll see. October 19th is the game. I don't even know if he's going to play in that one, if the injury is bad enough to hold him out. But October 19th against the Spurs will be the regular season debut. We'll talk about when he goes to the bench. James Booknight gave you some good stuff in this game. But I want to talk about somebody else first. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: The big guys actually showed out in this one. Nick Richards had basically a breakout game as far as the preseason goes, but Mark Williams continues to get better, and it's exactly what you wanna see from your first round pick. We'll get to that in just a moment, but not before we talk about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys, and guess what? There's a new flavor. It's indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puff. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're always covered in 100% real chocolate. You get all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com right now. Snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. You don't have to bring the family. That's fine. Go ahead. Do you. Just eat the whole box by yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough. What can you do wrong with that? Absolutely nothing, especially when it's healthy for you. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Nick Richards, Mark Williams talk. Coming up next, locked on hornets
1: this is locked on hornets this amazing photo of mitch kupchak standing next to steve clifford in, in what looks like a, a, a i think if you if you typed into one of those ai image generators shotgun wedding uh, this is the picture that would come <laughs> there. up because steve clifford looks yeah, absolutely that's so good. Shocked.
0: There's not a background, underrated part of this. It's All just right. a blank white screen, so you're not having any hornets graphics. You don't even have the courtesy to There's bring blank, in. What blank, white
1: faces, Dude, blank, blank white faces. Dude. Blank white faces. Yes. It's
0: time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Doug, do you think that you could compare our faces to what Mitch Kupchak and Steve Clifford looked like there when we saw Nick Richards play well? How about Nick Richards showing out in this game?
1: Well, no, I I had much more emotion on my face. It was more like... <laughs> I mean, you can't. You know, it's not a great podcast bit there, but yeah, I mean, go to YouTube, yeah. check out what my face looked like. It was very well. Very and I excited. could have helped
0: too. I, I I stopped to watch you essentially do nothing. If you're listening, so we just pause for a, a break. But that means you have to go to YouTube. Go subscribe as well. We just passed three thousand subscribers. You guys are awesome. Thank you. We're about to approach our one year anniversary. Man, we might be there, Doug. I, do you know the date that we debuted on YouTube? Because it has to be around this time. We might have hit 3,000 on the dot of the anniversary for us on on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I have, to, I have to look it up. I don't think I think it was after the regular season though, So I don't I don't think it was during the preseason. Well, but I knew it
0: was it October November though. I knew it was something like that. So yeah, pretty crazy. Um, thank you guys. We really appreciate. it. If we get to 5,000, then we get to see Doug dress as Grandma. Ma, but we have a long way to go there. So could be seeing I've, it
1: i've already bought everything for it because i think oh, i'm going amazing. to you, no one's going to get to see this but i'm going to go as grandma Ma for halloween so okay that's yeah that's i have great. all the i have all the equipment ready i'll put it on camera if we get to five thousand.
0: oh yeah i i actually i maybe maybe our halloween parties are a little different on different dates so maybe you can send me it if you don't mind when you're done with it yeah that's right
1: yeah you,
0: you gotta be fantastic up. i'll, I'll get you a pic all right perfect all right nick richards let's talk about him because he was good in this game how about nick richards coming in only five of ten from the field but eight rebounds 15 points did foul a little bit and that's a problem that he needs to fix but overall i thought defensively you saw some nice stuff from him too what did you think about nick richards game in this one against washington pretty clearly the best performance we've seen from him this preseason
1: yeah, absolutely. He looked comfortable. He looked confident. Uh, and and I really liked it. I mean, nine points in that second quarter, he led all scores for the Hornets in the second quarter in a period in which – because you have to remember, like in this game – They got off to a terrible start in that first quarter against Washington, and and it was starters and bench, both responsible, just lots of turnovers, a lot of sloppy play, not getting back in transition, just some of the same stuff we've seen really all throughout the preseason. And it was that bench unit at the beginning of the second quarter that started to pull the lead back for uh, the the Charlotte Hornets, who, who were down it by 16 at one point in that first quarter, ended it down 13. And Nick Richards was a big part of that. Uh, and and look, he gives you something that Mason doesn't. Athleticism uh, down low. I mean, cleaning up the boards, uh, the, and and some alley oop opportunities. I thought he, you know, I, I thought he ha- he got a little bit of chemistry there with Lamelo too uh, later in the yeah. game. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, honestly, I thought before they reveal before the broadcast revealed that Mason Plumley had the foot sprain. I honestly, thought they went. I thought. Clifford was trying Nick Richards out with some of the other starters because I think that you know he made a legitimate argument there that the 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 Hornets would get a different kind of something if if there were an extended absence for Mason Plumley.
0: I'm going to talk about Mark uh, Mark Williams too, you know. Shout out okay. to Nick Richards. Yep, you got some justification there from Steve Clifford. Mark Williams continues to get better. We saw him play better in preseason game number three, and it was not good from him the first two preseason games. I don't know if we wanted to write this, write this story on him for his future, but it wasn't good, and you wanted to see something more from him. You got to see that the last time out, but this was clearly Mark Williams' best game too, Doug. The guy was running the floor. Defensively, he looked to be in the right spot. Way more often. He was having an impact on the game defensively, hit all of his shots from the field, only took three, but um, you know, made an impact there. And I I think that that clip of him running the floor where Washington is kind of getting back, and Anthony Gill is a is a mobile dude. I think the camera zooms in on him, and then he's like, Oh bleep, Mark Williams gets behind because he's just getting a couple of easy points, and then you have basically a full court alley hoop for him where he's able to lay it in. It's just that that's something we saw from him in college. I, I recognize that guy in a blue devil uniform. Uh, it, he he ran, man. Like this is not somebody that's going to give up on plays. And defensively, he was out there. How about on the perimeter? Something that was viewed as a weakness for him, not being able to move in space. Will Barton had the basketball and Mark Williams was out there holding his own. You nope, know, making sure that he didn't get blown by by clearly a more athletic player. I, I I saw Mark Williams improve every single game in Summer League to the point where I left comfortable, actually to the point where I felt very good about him defensively. I am leaving preseason. If this thing continues, right, and he doesn't have a stinker in, in the last one, I'm leaving every single game being more impressed with Mark.
1: Yeah, there were definitely some moments in this game. It was 3 of 3 from the field, finished with 6 points, 3 rebounds. I don't know how he wasn't credited with a block. It says... I'm looking at the box score here says zero blocks. I'm pretty yeah. certain he had two. <laughs>
0: Maybe I, was, I just missed it. I don't know. I Steve Clifford, he's not going to give these rookies anything, man. He's going into the box score saying, nope, we're going to give that to some veterans.
1: Guy, Yeah, not even credited with a steal. That's so weird. I, I really felt pretty confident he had at least one block in this game. Uh, but defensively, he did make some, make some problems for the other team inside. He did get early minutes, and he got a few minutes with yeah. LaMelo Ball. But here's the thing. There, there were some good moments. I think he's still destined for Greensboro, there were also some moments when you dig down into this game. If you go back and look at the game tape, there were also a couple of moments in this game. And there was one with LaMelo because I thought of you because you've been dying for the LaMelo ball, Mark Williams minutes. And LaMelo is a is an amazing playmaker, but he cannot work miracles. Like if you are not in position to catch a pass, like if you're not putting yourself, if you're not getting open underneath, then LaMelo can't find you. And there were a couple of moments where LaMelo penetrated off of, off of a handoff or off of a give from – from Mark Williams and Mark Williams again just doesn't cut hard enough sometimes or doesn't find himself in good enough position and LaMelo had to bring the ball back out because he just did he looked frustrated there was one particular play where he actually looked frustrated because Mark was not in a position to actually make a play happen so you know I think there are those kinds of things that he's going to have to work out in his first year before he's sure and, and, and here's the thing though. Because the Hornets aren't very deep at center, you know. I say he's probably destined for Greensboro, but look, I mean, if they, he's one injury away from getting legitimate minutes in the NBA, so you never know.
0: Well, and, and everywhere, I, I just think he's I, he's made himself look like such a quick learner because we can go mm-hmm. back to the freshman year at Duke, and he wasn't that big of a contributor until the last ten games where he was awesome and clearly took a leap. And then we saw what happened in his sophomore season; he was. He was an, a fantastic basketball player for the Blue Devils, had a strong NCAA tournament and, and continued to finish strong. I, I just I've seen this guy. It, we, we've talked about this quite a bit where improvement is not necessarily on an escalator. I feel like Mark Williams improvement is on an escalator. Like yes. I, all I see is this guy continue to get better and better. And he's going to have the growing pain. Sure. But when we just talk about the grand scheme of things, is he getting better every single game, every single time you see him now against better NBA competition than than Summer League, right? I, I just feel like I'm seeing an escalator type improvement from him.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you are providing the the positive, sunny outlook. And Thank I you. hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I'm also going to point out, Walker, that mm-hmm. he looked good defensively in this game against the Washington Wizards, who are... A small team, there, except for KP, who is not a physical. Like he, he had some moments against KP. That's like Whoa, the Daniel Gafford matchup.
0: is awesome, huh? Daniel Gafford is awesome.
1: Yeah, well, and I saw Gafford get a few opportunities underneath the rim that he he wasn't able to contest. Like Gafford had a few slam uh in, in this game. So, but but I'm saying like Washington is not a that's not a physical team. So you know I I, I think we have to. Just understand that some of this is matchup based. And, 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 and I'm, just, I'm just trying to provide some perspective because I don't want people to get the idea that like all of a sudden after four preseason games oh, and Mark sure. Williams having a couple big moments, that that means if you stick him out there for 16 minutes, he's going to be a positive night in and night out. This is not going to happen. He is not ready for that.
0: Sure. What, what is your goal for Mark Williams? For me, it's to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's to see what could be molded into an awesome player for this team i see that i see him getting better Mm -hmm. therefore it makes me excited if the only thing that makes you excited is that not (laughs) you individually but uh, the the viewer of mark is for him to come in right away and and he should be a starter and you're not seeing starting starting type play from him you're not going to be excited about the guy like this all has to be viewed under that type of caveat when we haven't seen him play an nba regular season game yet we haven't seen that at all that, that's what I get excited about, especially with how big that investment is. Not that you drafted him in the top five, but that this is the only legitimate center you invested in, not taking the second-round flyer like you did with Vernon Carey and Nick Richards and drafting Kai Jones because he was always going to be a project anyway. You know, Mark Williams, th- this is the first one that feels real in the last couple of years that you drafted at that center spot.
1: Well, so. I'll say... In year 1 I'm I'm kind of excited about seeing Mark Williams play big minutes for the Hornets because it might get them a little bit closer to Scoot or Wembanyama. Yeah. Well and, and
0: boom <laughs> and there you go. You you want to see it because you you actually want Mark to struggle this season so it does not but I help don't want them him to win. drown.
1: I don't that's that's yeah. the no, and, no. and I yeah. don't and I'm confident that Clifford's not going to let that happen. I don't want his confidence to be annihilated because again there are going to be there are going to be teams and situations where he has really good matchups like I think he had against Washington and there are also going to be opportunities where he's going up against people that you know and I'll say to Mark's credit he played more physically in this game than I've seen him play in any of the other preseason games but it still wouldn't be enough against some of these other matchups he would possibly go up against in the NBA. He's going to get, there are going to be nights if he does have to play significant minutes because of an injury. There are going to be some nights where he gets absolutely dominated underneath. It's going to happen.
0: So hopefully they can stay with the growing pains and uh, find a way for that to level itself out as the season goes on. Let's talk about the rest of this game coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. James Booknight, Gordon Hayward was back in this game. What do we think of him? Also some nice minutes from Bryce McGowan's once again. So that has been an exciting player to watch this preseason picking up really right where he left off in the summer league. I do want to talk about prize picks, as I mentioned. What's great about prize picks is that you can pick two to five players and if they score more or less, than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times on your money any entry that you put in there. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes, are you ready? NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, euro basketball, cricket. And more, which is always so good that they put the and more after I listed every sport that there is known to mankind, but there's more. Even so, you think you know it all, but you can bet on even more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You have safe and fast withdrawals, and you are uh, also able to make your bet really anywhere. They're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100 back. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match all the way up to $100. Book night, Hayward McGowan's. We got words on all those guys coming up next. Locked on Hornets.
1: Is Locked on Hornets.
0: But I have seen him go all That's the way up to phone. number ten. That was—is there a warning? Do we I need to get trying, out of here?
1: Okay, here's the thing. My—I don't know if you heard, but my watch went off, and I was trying to silence it, and then I accidentally hit ping the phone, and then the phone pinged, and and now here we are.
0: <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. It seems like you're doing your very worst. <laughs>
1: well, sometimes
0: it seems like you're—I'm actively fighting you today to move. To sometimes
1: move my best is my worst. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast.
0: All right, Doug, I got excited about Mark Williams showing some improvement, but you're more excited about this other rook, and I can't blame you. The, the guy has been impressive when he's when he's been in there. Bryce McGowan's after having a pretty impressive summer league showed you some nice things here too had the nice attack because this is what he does he gets into the paint and he gets to the foul line and if he doesn't go to the foul line then he has um a pretty nice finishing touch but Bryce McGowan's that's your boy Doug Branson
1: yeah he got 17 minutes in this one two of five from the field five points four rebounds but I think more importantly he just has one or two plays every preseason game that that I go wow yeah like this kid belongs out on the floor like it, he looks like a legitimate NBA player and and I, again I don't know that really Bryce McGowan's is, is necessarily ready for major rotation minutes on a, on a on a team that's trying to get to the playoffs but I'm not I'm also not confident that that's what this team is going to be halfway through the season so I think there's an opportunity for Bryce McGowan's to get serious run later in the season and and I'm still I'm interested in why he is not getting more minutes earlier like what's happening what's happening behind the scenes is it a second round pick bias is it something that's happening in practice that's keeping him a little bit down in the rotation like Booknight is getting a ton of early minutes we know how high Steve Clifford is on Booknight and yet I mean, and and he's having and Book Knight had some good moments in this one, but I, but I mean, I think you know, he really hasn't shown enough offensively for you to feel comfortable that Book Knight is like ready to make a leap or anything. So I, I just think it's interesting where he's coming out, uh, you know, or where he's coming into the game. but Bryce McGowan's look good, in my opinion.
0: No, he. has. and I think I think Steve Clifford is going to give Book Knight the inside track and and Bryce McGowan's, at least he did get early minutes in that Indiana game. you know, he he when they played ten different guys. Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, they were both out. But I think even by the eight-minute mark in the second quarter, they had started to roll with ten different guys, Bryce McGowan being one of them. I remember Mark Williams, Kai Jones were among the two that did not play. I don't think that the kai jones didn't play in this game either yeah i right? no, he did it, he played a few okay. he, not so play he got in late he did not play and somebody asked me that like why no kai and this was the most um this was the game before this one as well yeah
1: yeah yeah why no kai i mean it's because they keep drafting centers and kai's not kai's i mean i don't think kai's going to beat mark williams for a rotation spot and and, and you know it's just yeah it's just not happening well, and I talked
0: about this on WFNZ earlier today as well. I was doing it for the pregame show. They were asking about Kai Jones, and it was T-Bone saying, hey, what is there any reason to be concerned? And if, if you go back to when they traded up in the first round, I, if, if you're going to have to be patient a lot in this city if you're a Panthers fan and you're a Hornets fan. It looks more and more that way. For Well, Tepper said he was patient,
1: and then he fired the coach. So <laughs> well, I don't even know. Patience uh, doesn't even I, mean anything in this city yeah. anymore
0: wfnz 10 to 2 tomorrow be there i got
1: plenty of david
0: tepper thoughts yeah wait man. a minute
1: wait uh, a minute wait, hold on. when bit. did that all did that happen right after your show went down like did you even get a chance to oh, talk yeah. about
0: it oh no it did yeah it's it broke so i was on from 10 to 2 and it broke early in the 11 o'clock hour like 11 oh okay or so like you were that.
1: right but you didn't have time to really absorb it digest it and no, but so that's the time you're you telling any people tune host. in tune in tomorrow for the juicy stuff
0: Uh, yeah yeah I would still say that's what you live for if you're a host you want that type of breaking news when you're on the air that was a lot of fun today it was tiring a lot we every segment was Matt Rule after that but David Tepper with these comments we'll be talking about it tomorrow anyways as we discuss being patient as a Charlotte sports fan whether you're a Panthers or Hornets fan Kai Jones is the one that I think bears it the most if you're just talking about individuals right this is something we knew when we drafted him here we knew that this was going to take some time, at least in the very best of scenarios. Kai Jones would be ready for some minutes after one year in the NBA, but it's not the absolute best case scenario in reality. And more fairly, I would say you're probably looking at a two-year project for Kai before you start to see him have the ability to play in those. Maybe if you think, maybe if you're saying you knew this beforehand, you wouldn't draft him. Okay. I, I do think they kind of knew this beforehand. I think that they thought there was a, a real possibility. He, he was always going to be a long-term project, Doug. So I, I'm not really worried about him not playing a ton of minutes right now. I, it, to me, this was always a, a shoot-for-the-stars type of trade that they made to, to move up to go get him.
1: Yeah, I mean he's not he's not uh he hasn't had like a physical transformation such that you could feel confident playing him big minutes at the center and his shooting I, I don't you know we didn't see it really come alive in summer league, to to a large extent, and and maybe yeah. they haven't seen it in practice, where you would feel comfortable playing him at the four. And I think there's some defensive issues there if you play him at the four again, especially against smaller lineups. So I think you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of positional realities, a lot of body type realities that are that are probably inflicting harm on his ability to get you know serious minutes here in the preseason. Yeah, I think he's going to have to spend some more time in Greensboro, continue to work on his game, continue to work on his shot. And I don't think there's Kai Jones minutes unless he is a consistent three-point shooter. Doug
0: Gordon Hayward comes back for the first time this preseason and immediately shows you he can help this half-court offense.
1: Mid-range maven just drop just dropping little teardrops from 10-15 feet. In the grand scheme of
0: things episode, we'll do later on when we inevitably have that conversation about trading Gordon Hayward, about trading Terry Rozier, and possibly enduring tank mode with this season. That is a possibility. Gordon Hayward, if he's healthy, right? Biggest caveat of them all. If he's healthy, he can help a team. Right, he's He doesn't need to be making $30 million. Of course not. Right. Nobody thinks that. But he can help a team pretty easily. So, I mean, offensively, that guy is going to help you at, at the very least what you think he's going to score 15, 15 points a game for this squad. I think he's going to average more. But I, again, at the very bottom expectation, I think he's going to average 15 points. I think he's going to do it in an efficient manner. Defensively, he's going to wane as he gets older, already an older guy. But uh, I, I, basically all this to say I could see a team wanting him at the trade deadline and, and giving something valuable up for him because they want to contend and they need a piece like him that can help you
1: out. Ding, 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 ding. See, that's it. It I doesn't write. matter how you yes. feel about – it doesn't matter what you feel about Gordon Hayward and what you feel. Your feelings don't matter, okay? Your feelings don't matter about the $30 million. If you're really upset that he's been injured this whole time, if you're really a- upset that he just disappears for certain games – you need to put all that aside and you need to uh, cheer as hard as you can for Gordon Hayward to come out in the first 20 25 games and showcase what the Gordon Hayward experience is all about and hope that he stays healthy so that that the Hornets can convince an an actual contending team to to uh, you know give up some assets uh, and and give them some relief uh, so that Gordon Hayward can go out and help a, a legitimate playoff team because that's what this is all about. And 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 he gave uh, a first audition of that. And that's uh, that's probably, you know, I mean, if you want to be cynical about it, you could say that's why the organization is being so careful right now with Gordon Hayward's minutes. It's not because oh, yeah. Gordon Hayward's like essential to a, a potential playoff run for the Charlotte Hornets. It's because if he gets injured in the preseason and misses the entire season, then then you have no chance of trading him.
0: Um, do you want to finish with some James Booknight thoughts before we end today? I know you kind of liked a little bit more of what you saw from him tonight
1: well i think over the past couple of games defensively he's shown me more in these past two preseason games than I saw all of last season like he's he the effort is there the effort is there honestly walker I would ask you this like i do you think like that first year experience, his expectations versus what actually happened for him kind of messed him up a little bit like he feels, told you kinda
0: he he, yeah. he he indirectly told you in media day he's telling you that the coaching change probably will do him some good that's as far as he would go wouldn't provide any details that's all he needed to say Uh, what wait wait no that's not what he all needed to say all he needed to do was attempt to fight his coach on the sideline last year (laughs) that was enough
1: but but there's there's weird stuff happening like the two he had two over and back Plays in the first quarter. There's just like some. Well, weird and he got
0: locked up solo dolo in the
1: backcourt. Why the he's been getting locked up solo dolo a lot this yeah. preseason. I'm just right. saying, like there there are glimmers where you go, yeah, like that. That's a cat that <laughs> yeah that that's a guy who dominated in college and like and can command a team. Like there there are just little glimmers that he gives you, but overall, right now, again, I still haven't seen anything where I'm like, yeah, I'm super confident he can come in and contribute night in, night out. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of my take. There are little moments, but overall, I, I don't I don't know how it's going to turn out for Buck Knight.
0: All right, that'll do it for locked on Hornets after preseason game number four. Just one more, Doug. And then it's time for the regular season, October 19th against the Spurs. That's when we'll all tip it off. Thanks again for hopping on with us. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day. Now go remember to check out Locked on NBA. Make that your second listen. It's your daily 30-minute update on everything taking place within the association. We'll be back with you tomorrow and continue to talk about the Hornets preseason, gearing you up for the start of the 2022-2023 regular year.